Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM. We've seen all the video call fails by now, the mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. And we are back with an all-new Keep It. I'm Ira Madison III, and I am in the studio. I don't remember the last time this happened. It must have been 2019 or something. Well, we did get a bit of 2020, baby. Oh, that's true. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> the whole year oh, wasn't right. COVID. Oh, that's right. Also, of course, it was 2020. Sorry, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Hi, I'm Louis Fertel. We're talking about pop culture here, not memories. Sorry. Yeah. There's a whole different wall here. Yeah. The acoustics are a little better than the last time you were here, I think. I feel like I need to build a home studio. Be like one of those. You're like Kate Bush. Yeah. Yeah. I'll produce my whole album here. I'll make the fog sounds myself. Or at least get like the keep it sign. That's right here. Which is very different from our old keep it sign, which used to have... Ran, like our mood board of celebrities. It literally was like just a giant magazine cutout. It, it looked like we looked like serial killers putting together like our, our hit list. It was horrible. I mean, like it was cool, but it was just scary. Yeah. Uh, so I'm back in LA because I was at Renaissance last night. And this is how many times have you seen it? This was the third time. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was her birthday show. Which is, I have to say, that's pretty awesome for LA that we got the birthday show on Labor Day when everybody yeah. had the day off. That's pretty awesome. Uh, and there was a lot going on. Me, so, okay. first of all, well, Diana Ross sang happy I birthday to her. I saw her come out. And to be honest, first of all, I know Tracy Ellis Ross was at the show the other day. Yeah. So I should have done the math of maybe Diana's coming. Perfect celebrity to sing happy birthday to Beyonce. How lovely. Yeah. And, like, there's a moment where, you know, the music transitions into, um, you know, Love Hangover. Uh, and then she Easily just— Easily her top five. She comes out, and she's singing it. Well, first of all, her mic wasn't working at first. Mm. But then—so I know Beyonce murdered somebody. Yeah. Um, but then it comes on. She sings happy birthday to Beyonce. And that's just, like—I love when, like, legends— appear at someone else's show. Right. Namely, someone like Beyonce, who I think is in the Oprah category of, I don't love surprises. (laughs) (laughs) Like raising a knife at a producer. Um, I was, someone was sharing like old videos of like, um, James Brown when Prince came on stage. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Prince embarrassing himself. (laughs) Correct. Yes. Yes. Which rarely happens. Yeah. So that happened, and there was obviously a slew of, like, celebrities there. Mm. There were 
the Kardashian clan. Oh yes, I saw uh, uh, Chris roll up in some bright silver number, and it was giving, with Jeff Bezos. Yes, she was with Jeff Bezos. Yes, she was too busy looking like the five thousand dollar wedge on Wheel of Fortune for me to notice. <laughs> she was with Bezos. Timothy was there. No, Timothy was there with Kylie Jenner. With his big clavicle. Their debut. Their debut. Uh, me, I for, they've been going on for a while now. Yeah. First of all, I feel like their relationship has always been. Like, are they really dating? Mm-hmm. And is this a PR thing? But it seems like they actually are dating. And here is also a reminder that Timothy is French and a bird. Okay? <laughs> he was smoking inside the SoFi Stadium. I and I'm not talking about vaping. Like, wow. Lit up a cigarette like a, and like, was smoking it. Like, like a prostitute in a single man. <laughs> like leaning against a car smoking. Yeah. And listen, when I'm on a deadline, I become a smoker. Uh-huh. So I have cigarettes in my jeans now. I would not light up a cigarette in a stadium when you're seeing Beyonce. Yeah. I assume he was the only person smoking for like within the mile radius. Smoking in the ace of spades. Sort of the celebrities were in a riser. Got it. So they you get to see them enter and then they were all up in the like a riser, which it's fine. I mean, you box the celebrities all together, but it also seems like not an amazing vantage point. I would rather be in Club Renaissance. Uh, correct, correct, yes. yeah. Though I guess you want to be seen if you're a celebrity at these things. Also, yeah, well, we always say about Timothy Chalamet, he loves people, he loves dating people who are in the realm of celebrity already. Yes. Like he dated Madonna's daughter and he dated... Kaya Gerber? Yes. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is all in line with what we, what, what the personality profile I sketched of him long ago. So Meghan Markle was also there. Get the fuck out. Meghan Markle was that there. That really trips me out. Yeah. You never see her. She was, she's been, she, this is her second time at the show. And she went to the Eras tour too. So she's been stepping out. Also, interesting moment for her because she's secretly also on the biggest TV show on the planet, Suits, which yes. people care about again. <laughs> I watched. What, why are we in this universe? <laughs> Suits took over. I watched Suits when it first aired, and I loved Suits. And I feel like now people are watching it again because it's obviously on Netflix. Yeah. But I never finished the series, and I think that I might finish it now. At a certain point, Gina Torres, who plays uh, Pearson on the show, oh, right. uh, she leaves and goes to a spinoff. Pearson, which then got canceled after one season. But she leaves the show, and then you know, Meghan Markle left the show, and it really is just uh, Catherine Heigl joins the show Correct. at some point, but yes. I did not see the Catherine Heigl years. Mm-hmm. Uh, allegedly, it was good. Catherine Heigl, a, a, a formidable screen presence. We forget this about her. And the five credits I remember of her. <laughs> Did you just see recently that a clip from, I think, 27 Dresses went viral? Where, again, where because her (laughs) sister gets mad that her sister wears her mom's wedding dress, but she cuts up the wedding dress and she goes, oh, but I left I left the rest of it for you. And there's just a pile of scraps like (laughs) this is a serial killer who would do this. Was this going viral in a Reddit? Am I the asshole thread? Sort of. Yes. I mean, right. It, It was certainly an AITA vibe. Yeah. Well, Megan was stepping out solo. Oh, interesting. Oh, right. The rumors are swirling. The rumors. Yeah. Someone was saying that the rumors weren't true because a friend of mine said, the rumors can't be true because they're out there in the media saying that they're in love. And I said, isn't that what every celebrity does? Right. No, it has to be official before they make the announcement. Which I was just thinking about 
if that were to happen, if they consciously uncoupled, Mm -hmm. what that really means for either of them. Sure. Because Harry doesn't seem to want to be a celebrity. Uh, No. But he wanted out of his family. And he needed the push. So I don't see him returning to the fold as it were. Yeah. You know? He podcasted for a second. I don't yeah. know if that means he wants to be a celebrity. You yeah. can't see a podcast, so it's sort of like being a celebrity. I think you see all podcasts now. Uh, that's true. Look well, at us. Wow. <laughs> you sound like you sound like a tech guru. <laughs> Every podcast is video now. Right. And they all mm. go viral online and people are just wearing the little headphones. And, and but, now we just watch people with headphones all day. Speaking of people breaking up, did you hear that maybe Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are on the rocks. Yes. And did you hear who reacted very loudly in the comments about this story? Wait, who? Octavia Spencer again? No. no. Marion Cotillard <laughs> responded with a huge no. What? What stake did you have in this? Well, she probably she, thinks they're involved in 9 11. Well, she doesn't believe in it, so this is her 9 11. <laughs> now. Finally, she Bush, gets one. Bush did this. <laughs> They definitely have something going on, and he definitely did something. Mm. If only because the breakup news happened, and then immediately sources were talking about how much time Joe Jonas is spending with his kids and his family, which means someone's PR is working overtime. Oh, gosh. All right. Nefarious. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very it's a strange predicament to find Joe Jonas interesting. I mean, whatever. You know, just like I've <laughs> always the been best more... Jonas. I guess he is actually. Yeah, and also probably the funniest one too. The funniest one, yeah. the hottest one, yeah. the tallest one. Yeah. <laughs> He's got it all. There's the shortest one. No, wait. Nick. Who, who's the one that who's the one that's on claim to fame? The Kevin? other one. Either four? It's like Kevin and then like and no, then like Zeppo four. Jonas, the there's one we four. don't hear about. Kevin yeah. wouldn't be on claim to fame because we know Kevin. Yeah. There, you're saying there's two Jonases we don't know? There's well, we know Kevin. I okay. think there's just four. All right, there's four. I sound like a very bad Jonas Brothers fan. Yeah, right. I promise, I love them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, who else was at the show? Carrie Washington. Oh, okay. Noted Keep It guest. Yes. Walked past me. You know what? She was a really good Keep It guest. She was a really good Keep It guest. Yeah. And jump scare in Club Renaissance, not in the celebrity section. Turn around and Lissa was behind us. Whoa. S- singing along. I imagine she was hidden behind several fans. <laughs> no, she was literally just standing there. I think elevated, maybe not directly in Club Renaissance, but leaning over the Club Renaissance section uh, and just singing along. Wow. The energy around her must have been so spooky. Yeah, the, it was very funny because there was a certain moment, and I believe it was around Cuff It, where... People sort of were looking around, and it was like, what is going on here? And that's when I realized that Lizzo was behind us, and people were glancing over. Jesus, I really feel—first of all, I didn't see the Renaissance tour, so what's wrong with me anyway? But the sightseeing really does feel second to none. Mm -hmm. You forget that a concert is going to bring all these people out. Especially What else would, you know? Like, uh, maybe a chance encounter at LAX sometime, you know? But, like, otherwise, unless you're at, like— the Four Seasons Hotel during junket season where you might see literally <laughs> Paul McCartney walk through the lobby as I did one time. When else will you see these people? Yeah, and L.A. is also where people were complaining a bit because L.A. got, well, the big three songs, which are All Up In Your Mind, Thick, Drunken Love, the Dubai vocals. Mm. Not she- Stand Up For Love, the uh, 2005 World Children's Anthem by Destiny's Child. 
<laughs> which was first on their greatest hits. I always think about that. Why did they do that? The worst song first on the greatest hits. They got those songs that she did not include in most of the show, oh. except for Atlanta one night and then Stockholm when she opened the show. Mm. But all every LA night got those three songs. And people were mad about that because one, of course, LA did not do the mute challenge very well. Oh. And could you imagine LA ever winning a mute challenge? I have to say it. it is asking us to do the one thing we simply are not capable of doing, which is shutting up. <laughs> well, so In we, fact, it's rude. I think that mostly too, because LA concerts are constantly full with people who are just going because they get a ticket, they have money, they have to be there because it's the thing to do. That video that Tracy Ellis Ross posted of her doing the mute challenge at the show, there's literally just two girls behind her having a conversation during energy, which is, why are you here? Right. Also, energy, I mean, it, it's a short song. Yes. And I'm sure everybody around you is being like, here comes the moment. Yeah. So if you're not even being alerted to the mute challenge occurring, you probably shouldn't have been at the show. Yeah. You know, we were doing <laughs> we were doing mute challenge drills at our pregame uh, <laughs> courtesy of like you're in the military. OK, <laughs> courtesy of Chelsea uh, Lazanski from Selling Sunset oh, was okay. with her and Chris mm. and our friend Lucas Gage. Oh, what a motley crew. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Um, a selfie friendly crew. Access Hollywood was outside. Oh, yeah. Mario me. Lopez <laughs> knocking on the door. <laughs> Sir. Other than that, I think, you know, oh, Kendrick Lamar also came out. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah, they did. America has a problem together. Oh. Also, his mic was not working at the beginning either. So I know that there were dead bodies after that show. <laughs> Beyonce just on stage, like punching her fist into her hand, looking, looking off. It was maybe my favorite of the ones I've seen. She was very, I don't know, she's just very happy this show. Talking to the audience a lot in the beginning when she does Dangerously in Love, she was thanking her fans, thanking her family, thanking her husband. This is so Every, Janet behavior. I just want to thank the fans. Uh, everything they've been, all the shit we've been through. Mm. She said, for every, for every tear, every fupa. Get out. Yeah. Oh my God, fupa. <laughs> taking me back. She unveiled some look last night that was gold and blue with yes, the hat. That yes. was maybe my favorite look I've seen of her on this tour, too. Yeah, the looks have been insane. So, I don't know, I'm very happy. She's getting good at this. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's got a future. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. She's definitely on about her 24th or 25th year of recording. I mean, it's like, yeah. if you think of someone like Elton John, that's when he would have been getting to, like, can you feel the love tonight? I mean, it's yes. just like she's been around so long She now. was thanking us for being with her since 97. Yeah. Since, you know, it's, get on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So when she emerges, songs that are around are like, come on, ride at the train. <laughs> that's how long she's been around. Yeah. Okay. Who else from, so that's from 97 to now, yeah. which is about 25 years. Yeah. Who else around 25 years, what were they doing? You know, I mean, Madonna. like, for, it might be, so that would have been uh, after Avita, but before Ray of Light. Okay. Yeah. But that's maybe, it's around the time when Robin is emerging. It's like teen Robin. Okay. You know, but it's like, it's before literally almost everybody else. Who, I mean, but I mean, that that's a very uh, Celine Dion uh, uh, Titanic soundtrack time. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, Michael died. Right. He didn't get 25 years, did he? Oh, no, well, well, of course I he guess. did. Because he's, yeah, he's a child entertainer. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Yeah. And Janet, what era is that? Oh, so that's right before, that's right as she's doing Velvet Rope. Okay. So, yeah. 
I think that feels more akin to sort of where she is. Because yeah. Renaissance feels very velvet ropey. Oh yeah. Oh, in, in terms of twenty five years 25 into Janet's years. career. Oh. oh, I see. Well, that's hard because like Janet has all those albums like Dream Street that we forgot about. Yeah. But twenty five. No, twenty five years into Janet's career, that would have been after Discipline. That would have okay. been after. You know, so she's coming up on like the twenty YO era, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And still doing, obviously, like it's insane that someone is still producing music like this, commanding an audience like right. this 25 it, years it, into their career. I have to say, she and uh, Taylor are kind of like this, where every album, it's like they're just accumulating more fans. Like they add another pack of fans who maybe are connected to their new sound, but they don't lose any fans. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, some people ain't into that gay shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. And some people are tired of Taylor's versions. Oh, my. No, again, I've I've given her a blueprint for where I want her to go with this, which is steal other people's albums. Next week, she's probably going to release Sour, Taylor's version. Oh, my God. Love it. She wants those Olivia Fair. Yeah. Those rowdy teens. <laughs> all right. Should we start this damn oh, all show? Right. Yes. Much as I enjoyed that recap. Yes. We have Brittany Broski here with us. She, I think, I was watching Brittany Broski videos. One of the most immediately engaging personalities I have ever seen on YouTube. Yeah. Ever. It yeah. takes you two seconds. You're like, oh, that's my friend. We're friends. Yeah. And we're YouTubers, so we know. Right. Oh, yes, that's right. This Fam- show is on YouTube every famous, week. Famously YouTubers. Right. Famously YouTubers. Uh, although they did not like you calling those kids awkward. In wait, bottoms. Wait, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Girlfriends, they were. Some people don't like small talk, Lewis. That's my. Uh, that's literally one of my pet peeves of all time when people don't like small talk. As opposed to heavy talk, tell me the talk you'd like to have. <laughs> Sometimes you have to discuss the weather. It's weird today. I want heavy like a first day period talk. Oh, see, now we're back into Janet discipline yeah. era. Yes. Uh, so we got Brittany. We're going to talk about. I don't know what the fuck we're talking about this week. We're going to talk about music we've been listening to. We're going to talk about what we've been watching. And how peculiar it is that we're getting all this new pop music like this week when like maybe it's September. The the summer just happened. Yeah. It's like releasing new Christmas music on Christmas Eve at, right as it's, you know, the Christmas season is ending. It's like, girl, I don't, ha- I don't have time to be off book. I can't go caroling with this. Which, by the way, all I want for Christmas is you started trending and Mariah tweeted, too early. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Oh, I love Imperious Mariah. Love it. She's like, I- I'm not promoting this shit right now. It's not even Halloween yet. Even though they feuded for a long time, Mariah does have that Madonna thing of, step the fuck off. Stop. Yeah. You know? I wonder if they like each other now. At this point, I mean, I, I would say time heals all wounds, but, you know, I think Madonna likes to keep open wounds. It keeps her fresh. keeps her, mm. up, you know, yeah. lively. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Keep It. Looking for more Crooked in your life? Subscribe to our What A Day newsletter for the latest updates on all the important stories you want to be caught up on. Visit crooked.com slash newsletters to subscribe. I hit the block button on it, Mm -hmm. but you should subscribe. (laughs) You gave it a good chance. Yeah. (laughs) They know what they did. Okay, so this summer was all about Renaissance eras. Ice Spice. Enjoyed her, yes. She's been spicy. Mm-hmm. The ice has been spicy. <laughs> uh, too spicy for white people. That's right. Yeah, you like ice mild. I, ice I, chips. Cholula at most, <laughs> yeah. 
there's been a lot of other music happening. So what are we listening to? Let me open up my fucking Spotify. Okay. I don't remember anything. No, but I do feel like it. there is a constant new stream of pop going on right now, which is exciting. Because as you know, we basically... Uh, unless you count Padam Padam, and I do, I'm wearing the necklace. There were there was no song of the summer. Like we didn't really have one. Maybe Flowers by Miley Cyrus, but that definitely came out before Is the that summer. Padam Padam necklace. Duh, official merch. Oh yeah, I had 25 bucks on hand. <laughs> I've bought a Kylie K necklace during the disco era. Oh uh huh. Yes. Which, as you know, is my least favorite Kylie era. Is it? Yeah. I just think it – is it really disco? None of it was really disco. Okay. Well, here we go again. Louis family <laughs> deciding what is disco and what is not. That's why Jesse Ware won't come on this fucking show, bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know one of my hobbies is gatekeeping. Yeah. You know my least favorite is the one that you liked, Golden. I think that's also – I like that album because it's not really country. It's just styled like country. I it's think, like Madonna's um, music album. She's just being wistful. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. It was very romantic. Speaking of Madonna, well, first of all... This podcast should be called Speaking of Madonna. (laughs) (laughs) Kylie released Tension. Yes. And I love seeing old bitches fight. And by old bitches, I mean gay men. Yes. Who have AARP cards. (laughs) Because how are Madonna and Kylie stands still fighting about who's better online? And also, I, I mean, they clearly have coexisted for a hundred years. Yeah. There's famous uh-huh. shots of Madonna wearing the Kylie Minogue shirt. Kylie Minogue uh-huh. has talked about how she's a big Madonna fan. There's just no reason for us to, to fight. I really don't even think there's clips of them being shady to each other. Never, never. Because Kylie can't I, even be shady. I can think of one time somebody said, I th- maybe Kylie was on Watch What Happens Live or mm. something, and they asked her, what do you think of Mad- Madonna was sporting some weird look at the time. It wasn't the grills, but something mm. akin to something like that. Missed that era. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> well, it's ongoing, let me tell you. Um, and Kylie goes, I'm not a fan of that. I forget. <laughs> but that's as close as she gets. She's too sweet. And t- really, the word I would use to describe Kylie that I think doesn't go for many of her contemporaries and younger is fabulous. Like yeah. people are not really fabulous anymore. Like Adele's kind of fabulous. Bring back fabulous gay men. We're mm-hmm. not fabulous. Yeah, you're right. Well, again, we lost Audrey and Leon Talley, and now we're at a fabulous deficit. So, yeah, the gays were fighting uh-huh. about tension because Madonna stands were saying nothing that Kylie has produced is ever will ever be as good as erotica even. So Kylie fans should shut the fuck up. Okay. Mm, I don't know about that. I think there's some stuff that's on par. I think body language and fever are up there with some of the best pop music ever. I would so. also say about fever – completely flawless from track to track. You would never shut off any of those songs. Right. Whereas I would say on Erotica, there's a couple I actually would skip. Where life did you begins, do it? Yeah, did you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a skip. That sounds like rap music from exactly that year. Like when everything sounded like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle soundtrack. It sounds like she was at home remembering Tupac yeah. and was like, <laughs> let me just find the first rapper on the street to just say... Just say some. Let me na- take a rapper uh, in. Just say yeah. some nasty shit on a track, and look, I'm Little Kim. Yeah, right, right. Uh, what era is? What year is Erotica actually? Ninety two. So it's oh, before pre Little Kim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Big yeah. Kim. Yeah, <laughs> Big Kim herself, Big Kim. Madonna, <laughs> the first female rapper. Yes, Madonna. right. And uh, in some in some instances, should have been the last. <laughs> if you if you've heard some of her rapping. Um, Speaking of Little Kim, and. Uh, 
I, I did I did an extended essay on Little Kim that is in my book, which I finally finished. Oh my god, look at you writing things down on a computer. I've been talking about this shit for two fucking years. I've been wow. writing it for two fucking years, but it comes out in June. My God! All right, yeah. Jesus Christ! I'll I'll host a Q and A with you at some Barnes and Noble and get uh, accusatory. I'd love that. Okay, good. <laughs> like I'm not going to be talking about this every day when it's no coming kidding. out. Pre-order my book. I'm going to sound like um, I'm going to sound like Dan Viper. <laughs> He's always writing something. <laughs> I feel like he has seventy books. He's good at seeming pissed. <laughs> pissed we don't do pissed well here. Pissed, but like. But like happy, like a rye pissed. Yeah. Very, very young Biden. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Rye pissed. You know who does that well? The English. Okay. Mm. So Tension is the second single from the same named album by Kylie Minogue. Thank God. Yes. I was so sick of Padam. And also, I was sick of this album not coming out. Finally, we're in the <laughs> month this album comes out. We've been anticipating this for months and months and months. Padam, I would say, is good in a ringtone way. Like, oh yeah, I remember the hook. Yeah. I would not say it's among her best songs. Padam, at least... First of all, Kylie is very much leaning into a persona and sound that I'm going to call Siri sex tape. <laughs> Just an electronic voice being like, horny, you know, like that's her whole thing right now. But the song is very magnetic, very danceable. Um, yeah, maybe her my favorite single of hers since at least Say Something, the first single off Disco. I was actually talking with a friend about how Kylie's second singles tend to be better. Oh, interesting. Magic. Oh, even though I prefer Say Something. Okay. Uh, I was going to cancel. Love that song. Very forgotten album that I think actually has gained something over time. Get Out of My Way. Oh, I much prefer that to All the Lovers. Yeah. Totally. Yes. Uh, in My Arms. Is that after uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head? I think that's after Two Hearts. Oh, sorry. The X era. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Two Hearts I don't love. Yeah. And then Red Blooded Woman. Oh, fuck yes. The, 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 Slow the, is amazing. Slow, I think, is probably her best single yeah. song. So, uh, And In Your Eyes. Great song. I think, obviously, Can't Get You Out of My Head is amazing, but In Your Eyes is actually my favorite Kylie song. Also, this is just living proof that she doesn't just, she's not a one single artist. There's always, yeah. also, she's one of the few people that really is preserving the al the art of the pop album. You know, like her and Carly Rae Jepsen and uh, Madonna to a certain extent, and not the last album. But, uh, <laughs> uh but like, the, really, it's always a full package. You would never listen to a Kylie Minogue album and not like five of the songs. But there's a lot of new pop music going on this week. How do you feel about Single Soon by Selena Gomez? Now, you know, I'm a Selenator. Okay. Selenator? <laughs> I never know how to say it's it. It's one of the worst words in the English language. Yes. I'm not a fan. Interesting. It's it's okay. It's It doesn't feel like a return to form. It feels like it belongs on the last album. To me. Yeah. It feels very... Which was a good. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I want it more of, I want it more like of a thump, more of a beat. I want. I like. I don't know what vibe she's going for on this album. It's very calypso. Yeah. <laughs> Call Mr. Belafonte. <laughs> um, uh, I will say about the song. I do like the Selena thing of murmuring over sick production. Mm -hmm. Sure, we need the mur we need a, we need a pop murmur. <laughs> I think it could be her. Um, uh, 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 and I love. The title "Single Soon." I love the sentiment of "I'm going to be single soon." Yeah. That's so saucy, fun, and also I just love the Queen of Jordanness. Yes, of the uh, obviously my single was dropping. Yes, a single called "My Single Is Dropping." So "Single Soon." I was at trivia last week, and our team was called Selena Gomez's new single "Single Soon." Soon to be my favorite single. Mm, what a good that. time! What a good time! <laughs> and then of course we won. <laughs> I feel like you always win trivia. Yeah. Well, 
I will always win trivia if it's at High Tops in West West Hollywood where they ask Girl. you things like, you know, spell Madonna. <laughs> but when I go to trivia at O'Brien's in Santa Monica, I have won literally one time. So okay. yeah, I miss trivia. I, I should start I th- playing trivia in New York. I, I gotta, I gotta find. Let me know where the good trivia bars are in New York, listeners. Please keep it tears. Yes, keep it tears. I love that from 2018. <laughs> um, also, I'll say about trivia. I think it's just the best way to hang out at a bar. It gives you something to do. Then you talk between rounds, drink whatever, and then. It needs to be slickly run. I want to get there at 8, and I want yeah. to be out by 10. So hit me with the rounds quickly. Because yeah. I used to do it at Barney's Beanery, and mm-hmm. we used to win a lot. And we had rivalries, and that was a fun era. I love that stuff. No, by the way, Barney's Beanery in West Hollywood. Did you know this? Stop me if I have brought this up before. Do you know who spent their last afternoon on Earth at Barney's Beanery? No. Janis Joplin. Oh, you don't think of that as like a really historic place in West Hollywood, but it, it's been there for years and years and looking exactly the same. I guess Janis Joplin was like, before I go, I will be having French onion soup. Was that when they had the no fag sign? I am sure it was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. They used to hate us. Yes. Right. But then they were like, gays like beaneries too. Right. Gays can play pool also. This is crazy. And some gays are named Barney, like the dinosaur. <laughs> like, uh, oh, wait, I was going to say Barney Stinson, but he's supposed to be straight on that show. Yeah. Right. Okay, anyway. Allegedly. Yes, right, right, right. But they canceled How I Met Your Father. Right. So we'll never know. Not like he was in that fucking show. I actually have never seen it. I feel bad that it was canceled for the people who like it, but also now Hillary Duff is free for Lizzie McGuire, which I still want that reboot. Right. Also, Hillary Duff, cool person. I underestimated her at the time. She's fun. She's really fun. I feel like she is very aware of who she was and who she is and has fun with it. Totally. Like, I loved she's when not, she did... She has uh, no grudge about it. I love yeah. when she did that TikTok when people were making fun of her doing the with love dance, that weird choreography. Yes, yes. Uh, and she redid it on TikTok. That's from the era where, like, late 2000s, where I feel like every pop star had a choreographer giving them very weird dance moves. <laughs> yes, right, right, right. A lot of jerking around and, like, crawling on floors. Now, speaking of Disney um, alums, what do you think of the new Miley single? I love Miley Cyrus. <laughs> avoiding the question. It's good. I think it's it's a one listen for me. Yeah. The it's, song it's is called Used to Be Young, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, I mean, it's a little sad. I will say this. It has the pomp of the climb, like you're getting an anthemic moment. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it hits the get ready heights of the climb mm-hmm. where you then get like a big pop pounding moment. It feels mm-hmm. like it almost stops before it hits the the gigantic satisfying moment. Great vocal. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, great she, video. She always fucking sounds great. Yeah. I think we've talked about this before. I love her covers era. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she does so many amazing covers, but never really releases any music that feels like those covers, like mm-hmm. as bombastic as like a Blondie song or Pat Benatar song. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want from her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I just want mm-hmm. her rocking and rolling. She, of course, looks fantastic too. I, it, it is my pet peeve of all time. When First of all, people who are 30 years old are being like, I'm old now. <laughs> Can't stand that. And then two, that Adele thing of, we used to be young and we're older now. Bitch, that applies to everybody. Stop try- stop <laughs> sounding like a horoscope where you're you're going again ta- it's uh, I'm coming for the Taylor fans again. She's writing in a way where it's it's feigning specificity but it's universal. And I think that's a trick and cloying. 
Mm. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you hate 30-year-olds who say they're old. Yes. Uh, Actually, I kind of do, too. Uh, I was with a friend. You have yeah. so much time in life to be literally old. Yes. Don't claim you're old now. It's like how daddies are in everybody over 24. No. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah. I think I was with a friend who was bemoaning their dating life mm-hmm. and not having a man. And I looked at them and I said, baby, you are 28. What? I am 37. <laughs> okay? We've I'm, watched I'm, men I'm, fall. Okay? I'm Mrs. Havisham yeah. over here. Okay? <laughs> I am. Pulling cobwebs uh, off your shoulder. <laughs> I am that card game we used to play Old Maid. Yeah. Do you remember Old Maid? Oh, I played it all the time. Also, it's the insane <laughs> idea that you would be stuck with a woman who is old. <laughs> game based on oh no she has gray hair i used to think old may just met like amelia bedelia right. in her later years uh-huh. it's not no it's a spinster yes and what happened to her uh, amelia bedelia uh, like- she misunderstood some idiom and was hit by a car <laughs> that is they said what? hit the road and she's like here i go she is one of my favorite pop culture references that oh, I don't think is relevant anymore. No one Gen Z is going to know who the fuck Amelia Bedelia is, but you make that reference and at least a millennial will sort of laugh. That and, she I mean, the original Amelia Bedelia, P- Penelope Pitstop. Oh, yes, right. Uh, well, Always the, being kidnapped. The Wacky Races, Wacky Racers, yeah. right? No, nobody knows that show anymore. Hanna-Barbera is kind of, I guess there's still Scooby-Doo knowledge out there. but Yeah, but Jetsons, Flintstones are dead. Yeah, right. You it know, sucks. White Women in Peril. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which, no, no, one, no one wants to watch those cartoons anymore. I, I would think Gen Zers would at least appreciate that Amelia Bedelia was snatched. Please, oh, she was, she was the, the apron skinny. tied up, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. that's why. Do you she, like a fit? That's why the bitch was clumsy. Yeah, she, she couldn't breathe. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was hungry. Yes, right. <laughs> one of the hungriest children's literature icons ever. <laughs> Written by Peggy Parrish, I remember that. Um, okay, I feel like there was one more song. Oh, Olivia Rodrigo. Yes. What do you think of her new song? I fucking love that song. I think it's my favorite song of hers. Yeah, Taylor should be scared. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I tweeted that Taylor should be scared and... Some some fabulous all up in my mentions, and I was like, "Listen, I'm not actually saying that she should be shaking or that, or that you know she's stealing her fan base. I'm just saying that we talked about it earlier, where Taylor and Beyonce are accumulating new fans, obviously, but there's there has to be at some point new guard people who you know." Someone's going to come out at an Olivia concert in 20 years and sing happy birthday to her. Yeah, right, Because right. the younger girls are getting into Olivia. And I just think that she has younger fans now. She's going to continue to accumulate fans. And she has older fans, too. I just think she's doing everything right right now. Mm-hmm. And every fucking single has been a banger. And yeah. this is my favorite one yet. We're talking about Bad Idea, Bad right? Idea, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. my God. Also, I have to say, well, if we're going to compare it to Taylor, I'm going to go for it. You know what this song has that I feel like Taylor is always inching up towards the line of trying to achieve, but then doesn't get it? Funny. Yes. You know, like I tripped and fell into his bed. (laughs) Love that. Olivia is a very funny writer, and I think she's also very savvy. I love that recent interview she did with The Guardian. Mm. was just very open, revealing about a lot of things she'd gone through. She talked about how, you know, people were accusing her of stealing songs or, like, using melodies and stuff. Oh, the Paramore business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Uh I think that 
that is such a weird industry thing too that's happened recently where people are taking these things as sort of the idea that someone is stealing. Mm. But Elvis Costello mentioned, I think, in an interview once that he was like, no, that's what fucking rock is. You right. Know, you yes. listen to, it, it was you listen to stuff yes. mm-hmm. and you you hear it and then that's what is making you create rock music. Rock music is building on everything. You know? I, and I, I just want to say, by the way, that Elvis Costello seems really cool and should be on the show. Anyway, moving yeah. on. How, I wonder how Diana Krall is doing. They're I, still together. I love Elvis Costello. Yes, great. Great yeah. music. Also, I was going to say, do you know what is going to be video of the year, I think, though? This fucking Doja Cat thing. Demons. Guys, she fucking nailed it with this video. I love her. Yeah. Also, her. first of all, the look, she's dressed like a demon in the video. Yeah. The performance as the demon is a fucking scream. <laughs> I mean, something is very wrong with Doja Cat and right. That's yeah. what that's the that's the critical mix. I like it. I like Paint the Town Red, which I think is our first number one rap song by a female singer since Super Freaky Girl. Jesus Christ. Like a year. Okay. Yeah, we need it. We need more of these per year. Yeah. She's, I didn't know where we were going with this because she's got the crazy boyfriend. Uh-huh. And she's been a little extra online. Mm-hmm. But the music slaps, as and, always with Doja. And also the whole verse where she's seemingly sassing some of her fans. Yeah. Really, I mean, like, I, I guess in rap music, that kind of um, attitude is familiar. But the way she delivers it is, again, drier than expected. Yeah. So it's really, it's funnier. Yeah. I don't know. She's very, she's very funny. She's very funny. I think I like the era of funny. Mm-hmm. So. Everybody be a little bit funny. That's all I have to ask. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to emphasize this for drag queens. Please <laughs> always remember to be funny in addition to glamorous. <laughs> Did you hear the new Nikki single? No. Last time I saw you. What do we think? It's very it's very tender, Nikki. I like mm. it. I think it is she she's doing her singing thing again. Oh. <laughs> Which I like. Okay. I think that she is going in a direction that is different from where everyone else is going. You know, she's she's trying to view everyone's doing the hard rapping. You got Ice Spice, mm-hmm. you got Megan out here, you got Doja, and I think Nikki, I hope she's returning to a more pop space for Pink Print too. Spe- oh yes, oh, which the I album, love the album cover. The album cover—it's yeah. giving XCX world. Yeah. It's giving. <laughs> she kills a visual. A little bit the um, Janet Jackson "All for You" video. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, additionally, speaking of rappers and singing, stop me if I've asked this before, because I always think about it and I don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Can Will Smith sing? Think of the choruses of his songs. He's not singing on them. He doesn't. You know, like the 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 Patrice Russian single, uh, Men in Black. Like he's not singing on the chorus. In just the two of us, he's not singing in the chorus. Yeah. I don't think he can sing. I don't think he can sing either. I wonder if there's an episode of Fresh Prince where he tries to sing. There's got to be. Yeah. And Aunt Viv busts a move, I'm sure. <laughs> Only if it's original Amphib. Yeah. Karen Huber? Yeah. Is that her? No, no. no, no, no. Janet Huber. Yes. yes. Janet Huber. Yes. 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 The second Karen Aunt- Parsons, Janet Huber. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the second Aunt Viv, I don't think she was busting a move. No, no, no. Maybe busting unions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> busting Crossing in. a picket line. Yeah. She's like, I'm going, going right in in Culver City. Busting into a conversation and censoring herself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> we are getting this week a new Cardi single. 
Oh, right. And it's with Megan. Megan, yes. Yeah. Oh, the the Wapstresses. <laughs> it's called Bongos. <laughs> A plus title. It's like Kim Petra's Coconuts, which, by the way, I think that may be one of the best singles of our time. Coconuts came on the other day, and it's just like that ingratiating, like, my coconut. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> And so funny. Naming Somebody your tits, Mary out. Kate and Ashley. Somebody clip that out. Yeah. You doing that? Please. Why did I do Please. that? There are cameras, Lewis. <laughs> You're just like I've learned practical nothing. magicking over here because that's how you dance. <laughs> that movie sucks. When people defend that movie, I'm like, did you not? Can you not see the TV? What's it's bad. I famously remember the episode where we said practical magic was bad. People weren't happy. Still coming back. Yeah. Still, they're coming after us. Yeah. yeah, we're turning into RuPaul's Drag Race at this point. We're just referencing old episodes all the time. Yeah, right, right. We have nothing else. We've been trapped in this room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, that's the music. Mm-hmm. When we're back, we will be joined by Brittany Broski. Keep It is brought to you by Viore. Tired of boring workout gear? Well, check out Viore. Viore's versatile and comfy products are designed to look great in and outside the gym whether you're running, training, or even just weekend lounging. Doing nothing, you look great in Viore. The woman's performance jogger is the softest jogger you'll ever own. Grab one of the new colors before they sell out, and check out the women's daily legging, which features a high-waist, drawstring tie, and upgraded no-slip fit. For guys, there's the men's core short, the most comfy-lined athletic short out there. Am I wearing one right now? Who's to say? and the men's Sunday performance jogger. Plus, Viore is 100% offsetting their carbon footprint and reducing and offsetting 100% of their plastic footprint from 2019 onwards. I wear this stuff all the time. I love to work out, and I need to be comfortable while I do it. There's something about the cling of the short on the thigh that is essential for me, and Viore provides it. Viore is an investment in your happiness. For our listeners, they're offering 20% off your first purchase. Get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet at viore.com slash keep it. That's V-U-O-R-I dot com slash keep it. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash keep it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing. Black stories, black truths. It's a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Each episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shimerda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. Black stories haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. And by us, I mean me and Lewis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm black, you're tan. <laughs> oh, that's extremely generous of you. <laughs> I look like I belong in Portrait of a Lady, honey. It's like deep white. <laughs> Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS's weird Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 
40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. It was also pretty boring, by the way. To the Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and made to compete in a beauty pageant. Amazing to watch, by the way. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition for women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? The women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then they were ranked by a panel of judges. And that's just after Truman Capote was done with them. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Our guest today is one of your favorite TikTokers, comedians, content creators, and people in general. She's hilarious, and she's back with The Broski Report, her new podcast. Please welcome and keep it, Brittany Broski. <laughs> I'm the live studio audience. I'm the only fan. <laughs> Hi, team. Hi. Hi. It's so psyched to see you. So yeah. psyched to have you here. It's nice to meet you. you. And also, I want to say that we have a mutual friend, Julian Buchan, Ooh. and he was telling me, a story that I'm already jealous of you now about how he introduced you to Charlie XCX, who is my favorite pop star. Bitch. And Am I allowed to cuss? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, you've, you've met the queen. Please tell me about this. Well, bitch, like, how do you move on? How is life <laughs> pre and post Charlie XCX is really yes. the question. <laughs> she was everything. We were, like, drunk at a party. Mm-hmm. And she It was everything I wanted. He, like, introduced us, and she goes, you're so funny. And then walks away. And I said, <laughs> I was like, this is like if I met Obama, bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't, <laughs> she's my Obama. I don't give a fuck. Now, she asked me for a cigarette once outside of Akbar, and that was the only time I've met her. Uh, peak. You peaked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched another interview with you where you're talking about how it's actually daunting to meet all these people that you're fans of who obviously know yeah, you awful. from your work. And like, are there interactions where, like, you kind of, even if somebody is totally nice, you wish they could have just stayed in the fame sphere? Like, you didn't have to actually get to know them? Yes, literally. <laughs> there, it's it's a weird thing, too, because it's like, when you're such a fangirl and, like, these people's art means so much to you, it's like the last thing you actually want is to be like, hi, I'm Brittany. You know, like oh, you're a real person. Like, I don't ever want to make that connection. And it's weird how often it has happened. And yeah. it's been a very strange thing to grapple with because it's like, I have tattoos for some of these people. And it's like, I don't want to meet, I don't want to know, like, you know, your eating habits and, like, how you wipe your ass. I don't need to know <laughs> that. Like, I just, I just love them so much. It is weird, you know, uh. to think, like, oh, they're they're working a job in the creative industry just like we are. Like, it's very strange. But, yeah. It's I'm, also probably weird, like, you know, because you're a performer or whatever, it's like, it's not even like they're they're meeting you and thinking, oh, this is a fun person. They're in a way thinking this is a colleague, right? We're all entertainers together. So it's a little bit like th- there's something, um, it, it's just not as fun. Like your coworkers, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. So <laughs> <laughs> hope that answers the question. Okay, good. 
Now, that is always a weird sensation. It reminds me of, I was reading an interview recently with um, Ao Adebre, uh, and she talked about yeah. how she was at, I think, the Tribeca Film Festival, and someone had introduced her to Robert De Niro, and she was excited to see Robert De Niro, and Robert really? De Niro clearly... Doesn't know who the fuck she is. Uh, she actually said she she shocked him by being like, "You can actually go talk to someone you want to talk to now. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to entertain me because <laughs> you don't know who wow. I am." <laughs> oh my god! No, that's weird too. The like, you have to act like you know everything about every person. It's mm-hmm. like that's not possible, girl. Yeah, like, she's so real. <laughs> she's so real. Also, a question I have about you is I'm realizing like you came to the fore in 2019, which is not long ago at all. You're extremely uh, popular. And I, I literally want to know, is it almost kind of depressing to be able to become successful that quickly? Like, oh, that's all it took, like a couple of years of work. <laughs> well, you know what? This is actually an interesting conversation because especially when it comes to traditional comedy, which I've done like live shows and things like that. I've tried stand up. It's not my passion and purpose in life. <laughs> it's fun, but it's like, you know, for the people that do stand up, I have a lot of respect because it's a true art form. Like crafting of type five, hey, you're, you might as well be like carving something out of marble in yeah. my eyes. <laughs> like, and in the comedy scene, like the traditional comedy scene, I know that there's, this weird power imbalance of like these people who have had to, you know, wait tables and like take ticket stubs at the door. They really resent the people that are coming from online and mm. like have a built in audience. Like they really resent it. And they're, and it's jealousy, of course, because it's like they've had to grind for five, 10, 15 years for something that I could easily do, you know, in a year just from TikTok success. And that is a weird, like, you feel like you don't deserve it. And that's definitely some, the imposter syndrome, of course. Um, that's something that I feel like every creative kind of goes through. But yeah, it's weird to be like, what did I ever do to deserve that? (laughs) To deserve millions of eyes listening and watching. It's very dystopian when you kind of think about it. (laughs) And even, you know, the concept of TikTok, you know, walk me through what it's like for you when you are making content you know because obviously you make content that is you can make sponsored content you make content that's just for yourself you know do you enjoy making tiktoks all the time do you enjoy watching them are you sort of like it's work for me now well the thing is is i have a crippling addiction to my phone (laughs) so from that uh the best content i make is born from when i'm sitting on the toilet and in that sort of sense is, Tea. you know, I'm tapping yeah. into my creative tank. So, <laughs> so I think like I enjoy making content most of the time. Mm-hmm. There are times that it feels like a chore or like, mm-hmm. hey, the last thing I want to do right now is be funny. Because mm-hmm. there's that weird misconception online of like, if you're a funny person, you're always happy and you're always funny. And if you're not, it's like. Oh, what do you mean? Like, are you ungrateful? Like, and it's like this sort of dog pile thing mm-hmm. of like, guys, I'm having a tough time. You know, it's like, shut up. And I get that because it's like, what are you complaining about? But it's a very strange thing to a not want this, you know, not to come of a, from a place of like, I want to be famous. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't really, I was just kind of making videos to make my friends laugh. And then the B side of that is like, what do you do with all that attention? It's kind of daunting. It's like as a creative or a funny person, 
of course I love attention because I like to make people laugh. But there comes a time where it's like, oh, fuck. (laughs) What do you mean seven million people are like watching these videos? That's crazy. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think that especially when it comes to the sponsored content, in the very beginning, I was like, oh, my God, how is this real? You know, like brands are reaching out being like, I love what you're doing. Can you incorporate our product in just what you're doing? Mm-hmm. Because in the very beginning, people didn't really know how to do TikTok ads. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, like I did one with Crocs and they were like, just kind of do what you want. And I was like, period. <laughs> 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 and like, that's the best. But it's almost too much freedom mm-hmm. versus the flip side where like when you do a scripted ad read, it's like, this is just. It's necessary to put kind of food on the table because I'm a walking billboard mm-hmm. and I have to do that to do what I actually want to do. But yeah, it's very weird. I, it feels like I'm whoring myself out sometimes to to corporate America. But I mean, what can you do? I love it's laying like down. I can... <laughs> oh yeah, okay. they get it. They get it. Yeah. <laughs> Call me pretty woman. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they feel validated by the nine to five. I really do. Now, of course. You were hilarious anyway, but something I love about you is the rapport you have when I'm watching you work with other comics. There's a very famous video where Trixie Mattel gives you a makeover, and she just did it again recently. Um, yeah. Who are the people, I guess when you're performing with or talking with, where you feel even funnier? Like, who are the like people mm. where that bring the best out of you, do you think? You know, it is like... I mean, because here's the thing. Trixie is rotted, gutted, terrible, awful. But (laughs) having having said all that, (laughs) like hard to look at even. Um, (laughs) Having said all that, I do think that it's one of life's true gifts to like meet someone who can go toe to toe with you, like wit wise and comedy wise. And just you have to be so smart to be that funny. And mm-hmm. I don't think people give Trixie her flowers enough for that. That is a smart bitch. Her mm-hmm. and Katya both. And it's such a one of life's joys to be able to banter with someone who is that funny, that successful, that like, but also very real. You know, like one her biggest gag is that she's she makes fun of herself so you can make fun of herself. And I've always kind of had that shtick as well where it's like, that's how you set people at ease. And so to find people who are that level of successful, who are still just like very normal, normal yeah. people <laughs> is uh, is really, really nice. And it is. It I do feel in those moments, it's like, shit, she's so, am I keeping up? And then I watch the video back and I'm like, oh, bitch, I kept up. <laughs> I'm like, it's really, it's so much fun. <laughs> who do you find funny? You know, what What? What do you like to consume? Like, who do you like to watch? Who, do, who are your go-tos that you're always returning to? Mm. Well, I grew up with, like, that's kind of one set of people. And then the another set of people is kind of, it's more so the content I watch, quote unquote, mm-hmm. on like YouTube. Because I don't really... I don't really watch like Netflix stand-up specials and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I think that a lot of the time those are, it's kind of antiquated, especially the subject matter they talk about. It's like, I don't find, I don't find one night stands funny. Like I really don't like I've heard about it, girl. Mm. 
I think that is the main challenge of stand-up is finding topics that we have not talked about 25,000 times. That's very right. hard. Yeah. Trans rights. And then, yeah. There we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, a, but like an original take on something as well as yeah. like, you know, it, it, you're very right. Um, I grew up with, honest to God, and this is, I hate to admit it, a lot of um, men. It was like mm. Jim Carrey, Steve Carell, and and not even like those comics, but like just funny men in Hollywood. Like Ocean's Eleven's one of my favorite yeah. movies, <laughs> and that's like George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. You know that sort of like just they're really witty people. And I grew up and I was like, I can do that. And so that's kind of my main inspiration. And then of course the gay community and and my gay friends kind of in middle school, high school, college really were the only ones that could keep up with me and I could go toe to toe with them. And it's sort of this flow of comedy and information too, of like, I'm making you laugh and you're making me laugh and we're learning from each other. It's just a beautiful thing. And so to come out to West Hollywood and meet these bitches and it's like, they're so funny. It's like, it's every day they're very inspiring for me. So a lot of the Drag Race girls, honestly, are are some of my close friends and that's Crazy, crazy. Because I would lay in my bed in high school and watch, uh, and be like, oh, I love them. And now it's like, she's begging me for a YouTube video, bitch. She needs me so bad. <laughs> Whatever, girl. I can't, believe that I can't believe that show's been going on that long, but it has. Wow. It's like an institution now. Yeah. yeah it's it like, uh, it's like, come up with something to say already now. Yeah. You know? Get to the point. Yeah, get to the point. Yeah. You, you've been saying, uh, for a long time. Wake up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's, Wake up, America. <laughs> it's funny you bringing up even, you know, Jim Carrey, because I'm thinking, too, you know, particularly with us, um, watching those movies as a kid, those are obviously films that inspired a generation of people wanting to be Absolutely. funny, just watching Jim Carrey make faces. Yeah. I, I was seeing a clip from Liar Liar was going Liar viral recently, so and yeah. just watching him making faces, reacting with his body in a movie is very entertaining. Yeah. It is. And it's not this like Lele Pons vine humor of like, I'm going to run into a glass door and like, <laughs> that's the bit. It's like he incorpor- he used his physical comedy to enhance his, uh, you know, like word. Yes. Word comedy. <laughs> what? I just woke up, guys. <laughs> he used his physical comedy to enhance, you know, like what he already the joke structure. And I think that him and Will Ferrell are just so important to like the early to late 2000s, like before the 2010s of like my formative years as a child. I was like, this is comedy, bitch. Like who, who's doing it like these white men? I, I, I'm a other, <laughs> not a single other person. Does that mean you watch people like that and also think like, oh, I could act too. Like how much does the acting world speak to you in general? Well, me as a 12-year-old, I was like, I, the world's my oyster. I can do anything. Um, acting, no. I would love to do, like, voice acting. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, I've always wanted, like, um, what Olaf was to Frozen. You know, yeah. like, Josh Gad mm-hmm. as Olaf. I would love to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Of, like, you walk into Walmart and you see that character on a backpack for children. And it's like, I made it. <laughs> I made it. I'm getting the royalty checks, girl. That's kind of how I envision, but stage acting and like screen acting, not particularly. What, what about y'all? Me? Uh, if, if it was tailor made for me, like literally it has to be like, you know, you, a, a thin uh, grousing fag, you know, and a, a mean person. 
Yeah. I've done voice acting for, I wrote for the Netflix show Q Force, and I did Period. voice acting for that. And I've done on screen appearances before too. It's something that yeah. I enjoy because I grew up in theater, but I still sort of prefer writing. To Some people period. just like actors like operate like you if you watch people on set it's like this is like a mutant skill set it's not normal to just go launch I'm into something you, yeah yeah yes I literally the other day I saw um, a clip came across my TikTok feed and it was like the final episode of Game of Thrones mm. and it was people acting like the, obviously the cast acting and how they go from like stone face to sobbing crying mourning the death of like your closest castmate and then it's like cut. You know, and it's like, how do you, how do, you do that? You're right. Like, it's you're, weird. Actors yeah. are crazy. But I, I was a musical theater kid as well. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, what a rush. Like, being on the stage is something totally different than, like, when I've done sort of scripted acting stuff. It's like, Which shows? This isn't as fun. Well, girl, I did Spam a lot. Okay, oh, we stand. We stand. Yes. Okay. Shay Diaz original. Shay Diaz original content. Yes. 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 Love it. Um, I did uh, Adam's Family musical. Okay. I did. Who'd you uh, play? The grandma, of course. Oh, <laughs> yeah. you you are bringing the fresh young course. Carol Kane to me. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That's what we love. Do you mean it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah, it was it was uh, a lot of fun, and then um, we did like serious ones, like The Crucible and shit like that. But mm. I wasn't. I'm Let like, me tell this you isn't something. lighting my soul on fire. Yeah. <laughs> I, I fucking hate The Crucible. I don't like it that either. It is I don't so, like the Daniel Day Lewis movie it is, either. It is boring. Yeah. Yeah. Arthur Miller. It's got a lot of flops. Yeah, that's true. Okay. A lot yeah. of flops. And he wrote a lot of goddamn plays. That's true. Okay. Yes. Busy fucking Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. and just writing awful plays. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and she put him on too. She no sure did. Okay. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You actually, but from that era, behind every male playwright is a like starlet Bombshell. who put them on. That's right. There yeah. it is. Period. Yeah. Also, I want to say you're one of the few people I can think of who you truly have a stage name. Like, and like, I would, like, like <laughs> yeah. But like, okay, Broski, I, I understand that that's like a family, you know, like the way you would call someone like Jabroni or something, you oh, know, right. whatever. Heterosexuals, they have fun too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, how did you arrive at that name? Because it's so right. And yet I don't think to myself, oh, it's obviously like, you know, this here's a TikToker with her cutesy name. Right, my alias. Please, yeah. like, respect my privacy. <laughs> um, the real story, and it's not funny at all or, or whatever, is um, I it was, like, sixth grade, and it was my Twitter handle. Oh. So I was, like, tw- 11, 12, 13 years old, and I was, like... Tweeting at 13. What's something... Oh, I've been on the internet <laughs> sharing my thoughts <laughs> for way too long. My original Twitter handle was JB Lover Forever, Justin Bieber, of course. Mm. And then uh, when I was like, we're in middle school now, girl, it's time to get serious. And so I came up with Brittany Broski, like bro, like exactly like you said, because I wanted to fit in so bad. And now I just kind of never changed it. And it's proven to be this like really nice sort of not character, but a persona I can slip into and still maintain, you know, like my government name yeah. on the side. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's honestly like the biggest blessing <laughs> that 13 year old me, I was thinking, girl, I was like, stage <laughs> name. now did so, you consider legal action against Billy Eichner for bros? Yes. You know? right. <laughs> How targeted did you uh, seem? Yeah. yeah. I can't talk about it. <laughs> 
We're in negotiation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Oh my God, Brittany, what a pleasure. Yeah. You're Thank you guys. Yeah, delightful. Delightful. Oh my I, God. Y'all are so fun. Yeah, I love that we've both met the queen, Charlie. So that's we're and I see for that life alien now. superstar t-shirt. Oh, thank bitch. you. I was I was at the show last night. Oh, and you... I don't want to like overwhelm this with Beyonce. <laughs> talk, we like, can, we can. I was. Were you? Uh, were you clever Renaissance? I was clever Renaissance. Got my wristband on still. Appear and, and it's not coming off. That's gonna smell like pickles by the end of the week. <laughs> Third time at you... the show. <gasps> you went all three nights? No, uh, so I live in, I'm here, I used to live in LA, but I live in New York currently. I came okay. back for this show. The first two oh, I saw were in Amsterdam. Okay, period. Yeah, it was I'm nice to see it with trotter. a US audience. Because let me tell you, the Dutch were just standing there and right, the, the, probably stoned. You know, just, just vibing. Clogs you know? are heavy. Clogs okay. are heavy. But yeah. people were yes. hype last the, night. No, and it was like, the birthday show. Yes. And it was, I saw so, like, signs. People make those signs. Yes. All of them were like, shut the fuck up when she yeah. says everybody on me. <laughs> I was like, thank God we're kind of spreading the word. It was so much fun. I'm beehive to my fucking core. I have a four tattoo. Like, okay. You know, you it's know good like, albums. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Oh, before I love to. Yeah. 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 Mm. She did rather die young. Yes, and I, I just about fell out. Bitch. Yeah, like it is so. <laughs> she, how do you cram twenty five years of good music mm. into so three hours? She performed for three hours. Yeah, I could talk about it for hours. It was amazing. Wait, before we let you go, what other tattoos mm-hmm. do you have? You yeah. mentioned having kind of icons on your body. I have. Um, how much time do you have? Yeah. <laughs> I've got a stone tattoo. Well, I've she got... she just revealed what I'm going to call the buyer tapestry. There's like a uh, hundred <laughs> things on her. <laughs> that is that is actually the book that you get when you go to the tattoo parlor. Yeah. <laughs> which one would you like? Yeah. <laughs> I went up to an artist and he was like, "Here's my flash. I'll take them all." Um, wow, Rolling Stones. Like, yeah, okay. yeah. I, got, I love the Stones. I've got a uh, 1975 tattoo. Mm. I'm, are y'all Rosalia fans? I've got yeah. A Yes. Yes. Wait, I what's your favorite that. Rolling Stone song? Favorite Rolling Stone song, either Midnight Rider Ooh. or I don't know, girl, Wild Horses. I know it's great like, song. Yes. I mean, it's a classic, and so many people have covered it, but I don't. They have the best cover because it's their fucking song. Oh, right, yeah. right. I have so many. I'm a Beatles girl too, mm-hmm. but. But uh, the Multimami one's one of my most recent ones because she, like, Rosalia is on the way to becoming, like, legendary mm-hmm. status, I think. Yeah. My She's blossoming opinion. like yes. a rose. There you yes. are. She's the kind of person where, like, she'll be on, like, the lineup for an award show and, like, I forget to think about it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that was the best part of the whole award show. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I love her to death. My favorite Rolling Stone song is Emotional Rescue, by the way. Okay. So are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) This is me reaching out. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Unwell. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I've got hollowed outs. I've got Prince. (gasps) Period, bitch. Are you a Steely Dan girl? We were just talking about Steely Dan. (laughs) Kept by a thrill. Good album. Listen, one thing about me is I'm going to be up in that Steely Dan concert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Ricky, don't lose that number. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ricky, don't lose that number. Oh my God. I love, like, that whole era of music, too. I feel like such a white dad when I talk about it. And then I find, like, 
everyone loves that yes. music. Yeah. I, you are exactly it's right. Good. It's music everybody likes. Like Michael McDonald, yes. like everybody loves Michael McDonald. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael Bolton? Yeah. Give yeah. me the Michael Bolton girl. <laughs> Baby. I mean, me I, can go to dis- I can go the distance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Come on. George on my mind. <laughs> I love him. Uh, Brittany, you're, you're iconic. You're iconic. I love it. Thank you so oh, much for being so... here. Y'all are so sweet. And you got me up at the butt crack of dawn, 1030 a.m. <laughs> See, that is why I like living in New York. I record this podcast much later yeah, in the right. afternoon. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, my God. Well, thank you so much. This yeah. is so sweet. All right. Come back sometime soon. Thanks yeah. again so much. We'll do. My lawyers will reach out. <laughs> Once you get through the They'll billy. reach out sternly. You get yeah. through the billy negotiations, yeah. then talk to us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll try. seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. The Crooked Store's latest collection has a clear message for anyone trying to take away abortion rights. Don't. The No Trespassing collection features four different designs, each inspired by a different state where abortion is under attack. There's Stay Out of My Swamp for Florida, Stay Out of My Hole for Arizona, Stay Out of My Prickly Pear for Texas, and Stay Out of My Strip for Nevada. But obviously, I'll be wearing these no matter where I am. A portion of proceeds from the collection will go to Vote Save America's F-Bands, the Fight Back Fund, which currently is supporting abortion rights organizations across Arizona, Nevada, and Florida. Head to cricket.com slash store to shop. It's 2024. We're facing another presidential election with huge stakes. You want to help. You don't know where your money will actually make a difference or how to figure that out. Ensure you love to take an edible and not think about it, but you can't because you do care. Let Vote Save America make it easy for you with their new anxiety relief program. Here's how it works. You set up a monthly recurring donation at the level that feels right for you, and Vote Save America will send 100% of it to the grassroots organizations and down-ballot races that need it most. Then, at the end of the month, they'll tell you where your dollars went. That's it. Set it and forget it. Vote Save America has already raised $52,000 in monthly recurring donations. Love it. That's great. From over 1,000 amazing, sustaining donors who've signed up and trusted Vote Save America to make their dollar go further. But we still have a long way to go, and Vote Save America needs your help to get there. Sign up at votesaveamerica.com and enjoy your edible. <laughs> Legal disclaimer, paid for by Vote Save America, votesaveamerica.com, not authorized by any candidate or candidate's committee. Okay, we are back. At, first of all, I'm drinking a Snapple. Yeah. And I know I've complained about, we've complained about this, I feel like a few weeks ago, about how it doesn't have the glass bottles anymore, mm-hmm. which used to be cunt, and yeah. now I hate that. But they do still have the facts. Okay, good. And I'd love to learn. The first TV remote control introduced in 1950 was called Lazy Bones. 
I may have even known that. If you gave me multiple choice, I probably would have had that. Yeah. Sounds like a pup named Scooby-Doo villain. Yeah. <laughs> but. I picture a skeletal version of Scrappy-Doo. Yeah. yeah. Oh, remote controls. Can I say? Yes. I remember the era where we didn't have remote controls. Necessarily. You had to go and change the buttons on the TV yourself. Uh it was hard work. I also want to say that I had some TV in my basement for a while where you, I don't know if you had to adjust the antenna, but like it was, the, the, the oh. reception could change based on the, the way something was. <laughs> the adjusting it, the antenna era was a dark time. No. Or you, yeah, you would, or you're banging the TV. Yeah. Oh, banging the TV. That yeah. is exactly the kind of TV I'm talking about. Yeah. Which makes me feel 177 years old. <laughs> banging the TV and then you're watching something and it's just going out and it's, you know, it's, uh, they're static and everything. It was hard to watch it then. Also, how old are we? It feels like I'm talking about watching Texaco Star Theater in 1949. <laughs> I was firing up Petticoat yeah. Junction. Yeah, right. Waiting for the fireside <laughs> chat to begin. <laughs> Speaking of watching things, what have we been watching? Well, let me just say, the game show Only Connect is back, which is my favorite UK game show. I've talked about it years ago on the Keep It, but... I don't listen, so yeah. tell, tell me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's hosted by Victoria Corin Mitchell, who I think is the wittiest and best uh, game show host we have. It's a show where you have to figure out what four seemingly unrelated things have in common. Mm. And it can be, I mean, you would think like that's not a very interesting conceit. You are racking your brain like the people, like there's teams of three and they're sitting there trying to figure out what, and if they can do it with just a couple of clues, they get more points. If it takes all four clues, they get fewer points. It is the most addictive show you will ever watch. It is a full half hour. And for years, uh, they stopped uploading episodes to YouTube, and they just started up again. And I am like a full uh, like drugstore cowboy like addict for this show. So um, mm. fabulous, fabulous. In terms of shows that are four on- things, go ahead. Crooked Media, yes. Pharrell, yes. Obama. Oh, I've got it. White people can't get enough. Hitler. <laughs> ah, nailed it. No, those are the four things. Okay, you have yes. to figure out how they're connected, and okay. I will reveal it later in the show. Oh my god, I'm solving. I'm only going to get one point since I need all four clues. <laughs> That's a little tease. Yes. All right. All right. All right. Hmm. I hope it's fashion. <laughs> Coming soon. We'll see. Um, do you know what I am watching right now? And this is a genre of TV. I don't often think I need because I'm not somebody who, you know how like when people describe why they like Shit's Creek, they're like, I, I really like this show. It's funny. And then I can also like do things around the house while it's on. It's like, well, then you're not watching the TV show. So what's wrong with you? That's how I watch Days of Our Lives. Okay. Oh, okay. See, I don't have that. I don't care about Rafe Hernandez. Right. And I never have. Get him off my fucking TV if you're listening. <laughs> so my version of that is... Um, I love the show. I think it's hilarious. But then also if I walk into another room and I'm just hearing it, it's equally funny. Platonic mm. with Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne, a very dynamic duo. I just want to also Is this say, on Apple? Yes. When I moved to LA, I saw a taping of The Tonight Show with Conan O'Brien and mm. the guests were Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. If I had known they would be on this TV show all these years later, I wouldn't have made any money. It's not that interesting. You could but, have gone up to them and said, look. Yeah. <laughs> In my like, uh, in my hood and uh, turban, gone up to him and said, "You will be on a TV show on Apple Plus." We have had neither of them on this show. And I, Rose Byrne. I mean, 
as as gay people, part of your job is to remind people she can do anything. Yeah. You know, even now. Um, you know, once upon a time, it was like, oh, yeah, she was hilarious in Bridesmaids. Or she really held her own against Glenn Close on Damages. But then over the years, it's like, oh, wait, she was fucking amazing on Spy. Yeah. You know, it just and she's accumulated all these great credits. I didn't watch Physical. Which people love. People canceled. love that show. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Um, but on this show, she and Seth Rogen have a very casual Rapport. I'm a I'm a big fan a of platonic show. rapport. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're you're understanding the yeah. premise of the show. She on the show is married to Luke Luke McFarlane, who we last mm. saw in the movie Bros. But he's gay. Can you believe this? He plays straight. Oh my god. Do you like progress? Because you're uh. getting it here. <laughs> I think straight actors should play straight roles. Oh my. <laughs> right. You are. Um, is that also progressive? I think so. I'm third wave. Gay, okay, progressive, <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gloria Steinem is kind of disowning you a little bit. Yeah. All right, Seth Rogen also. Can I say it for as long as he has been famous, this man is not very old. He's no. like forty two, yeah, or forty one. Yeah, he and Beyonce are the same age, I believe. Yeah, I think she, she's born in eighty one and he's born in eighty two, but they're around the same age. And you know, I'm obsessed with years. I think I'm right. And by the way, I'm right. He's 82. Yeah, imagine me not knowing that. I also always forget that he is Canadian. Oh, right. Yes, he is Canadian. When funny people are Canadian, it's just correct. You know, like Martin Short. Where yeah. else could he be from? It's also, either it's either Canada or Mars. Also, he's a great everything. Yes. I feel like cool he's person. so fucking funny, cool person, and he he like acts very well too. Like not just funny, but like he was great in the Fableman. Do you know what he was really good in? And this is a movie I hate, but he was great in it. Steve Jobs. Oh, yeah, he was great. He was I forgot Steve about that Wozniak? Movie. Yeah, right, yeah. That's the, Steve Jobs was the... Michael Fassbender. The Michael Fassbender one. And Jobs was the Ashton Kutcher, right? Correct, where his mom was played by Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah. <sighs> one a time. Yes, and the Ashton Kutcher one outgrossed the Michael Fassbender one. Oh, well, I don't find that hard to believe. Yeah, it's just, what a weird... what a We love Ashton Kutcher. Yes, right. <laughs> right, and all of his credits in the past 10 years, which is just that... Baby, all I do is watch The Ranch, okay? <laughs> Remember when we put Deborah Winger on that? <laughs> I'm home on the range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, that was a multi-cam on Netflix. We tried that. Okay, I great. I can't wait till we get Bezos and Jeff Bezos and who's playing that bald bitch? Oh, God. Well, anybody can be bald, so it really can be any- It can be anybody from, like, Johnny Depp on down to, you know, Saoirse Ronan. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not watching that. Okay. <laughs> Either. Actually, either. <laughs> Social playing Jeff Bezos is sort of like a, uh, it's like that Bob Dylan movie. Oh, I'm not there, right? Yeah. You know why I thought of Saoirse? Because I think I had heard she was originally up to play Sinead O'Connor in like a biopic. I think just of the par- part of her life where she ripped up the picture of the Pope. But mm-hmm. um, I always thought that was a weird fit. I mean, I guess they're both Irish, but she can do anything. That's the entire movie, yes. by the way. It's just the SNL performance. It's very, <laughs> it's very Frost Nixon. Yeah, <laughs> just like, yeah, scene for scene. It's Yeah. I'm thinking who else was on that episode of SNL with Sinead O'Connor? And it's Tim Robbins. Wow, he must have been promoting the player around then, I think. Yeah. Uh, the a cold, movie I just rewatched weirdly. The Cold Open was a spoof of Ross Perot's 1992 United We Stand America campaign. Oh, how strange. Ta- Tim Robbins, I believe I was told this recently, our tallest Oscar winner. Because he's 6'5", I think. Maybe yeah. even taller. Yeah. Remember Dead Man Walking? I do. He directed it, yes. Yeah. Awful play. Is it a play? It was, it was a, it was a, I think it was a play and then it became 
a film. Oh, okay, interesting. It's it's sort of Larrabee Projecty. Oh, oh, I got it, got it, got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I Sister do, Helen Prejean, I believe, still on Twitter. She is. Yeah, I think she responded to a tweet of mine once. Oh, that's bone chilling. Yeah, I, I was saying something, uh, and or I, I forget what this is years ago. But yeah, yeah, she likes to tweet. Yeah, no, some the, these people are out there, you know. Yeah. Um, the original are, Kim Kardashian. Yes. <laughs> He's bringing people out of prison. Yes, yeah. that's right. Um, <laughs> what have you been watching, if anything, recently? Girl, I have been watching that. You've been watching that mouth? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Graham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I was on Delta uh-huh. coming here. And, God, I love watching things on planes. And love I was it. picking a film. And I was going to watch You Hurt My Feelings. Oh, yes. Good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in instead, the B-plus range for me. But yeah. instead, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh, well, a classic double feature. <laughs> yeah. A one feature. First of all, Delta was getting me drunk. Oh, you don't I passed say. out twice during the movie. Oh, that's glamorous. I, I did like the movie, though. But uh-huh. I passed out twice because I was drunk. They were... I put a photo of this on Twitter, but... It was giving it was giving very blockheads this old restaurant in New York, which closed. They served my drink like this. Oh, like uh uh you're on at a resort. The, yes. the, the, the little gray goose bottle is upside down in the glass. In here. the glass, yeah. yes. So I was lit. They were like, You'll be asleep soon. Yeah. It may as well have been a hypnotist who came <laughs> and gave you a drink. I liked it. I like the movie. I think that it it got me out of Marvel's flop era, which mm. has been in. And I had a good time. I had a good time. It's very emotionally manipulative. No, wait. Is The Flash Marvel? No, baby. What's uh, going on here? I d- girl, I can't put them together. They're all wearing spandex to me. The Flash. Oh, I did watch The Flash, by the way. Uh, Ezra Miller and The Flash, they were, I don't want to say funny because like there were lots of funny lines that didn't land. But I did think there was a charisma there that I have to give them credit for, even though... The movie is a mess and all over the place. But I also the find that wacky. all of those movies are a mess and all over the place. The movie was wacky. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Two different flashes playing against themselves. I thought the the dorky diorama where they go back in time and you watch the – I thought that didn't work either. Yeah. Also, Gal Gadot appearing. Yeah, on that bridge. The least charismatic actor we've ever had. Mm. You know what? I'm going to think about that because I do feel like maybe we can get a top 100 together. Okay, yeah. Giving very... Kate Bosworth? Give... I'm thinking of you. <laughs> Giving very Pia Zadora. Wow. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> just Star of Butterfly. Yes. Just, Sorry, I'm late. <laughs> and then you just hear the Wonder she, she, Woman she's theme. Not, she's not Hungarian. <laughs> <laughs> she had fangs suddenly. <laughs> she's uh, she's hungry for bloodlust. <laughs> uh, someone someone commented when we were doing the Q and A. Yeah, uh, a few weeks ago, asked me, "When are you all gonna watch Heart of Stone and review it?" Bitch, you think I'm that bored? <laughs> Heart of Stone, I- first of all, a lovely share song. <laughs> yeah. Second of all, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that Gal Gadot film on oh, Netflix. Oh, got it. Right, right, right. I don't want to watch that woman act. That's in the category of movies I'll never see, like The Gray Man. Yeah. Although I will say that I like The Gray Man. Oh, yeah? That's, yeah. No, see, that's yeah. something you yeah. would watch. Yeah. And then I hear about it a little bit, and I'm like, good for him. 
<laughs> I will say, though, that I am looking forward to that Snow White adaptation that she's going to be in with Rachel Ziegler, because I feel like that is going to be a mess. That is going to be a, to borrow something from our past, a hot mess. Oh, sure. Yes, yes. By the way, I know people got flipped out at Rachel Ziegler. I don't know if we talked about this on the show. I like her. Excuse me. I like her. And also what she said was, I wasn't attached to Snow White. It's not. It wasn't that interesting a story. Guys, it's not. Listen. People it, are flipping out. Into every generation, an Anne Hathaway is born. <laughs> and I think that people are doing to her what they did to Anne. Because mm. making fun of her at first for not getting invited to the Oscars. And oh, then... Right tweeting about it, and then getting invited. They're also sort of mad at her, I guess, because she was in a film with Ansel Elgort, which, who cares? Yeah, right, right. He's a Great movie. Oh, you mean uh, uh, West Side Story? Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, I thought he was good in West Side Story. He was great. Yeah. He's, oh, he's always good. I don't know about that. Baby Driver? He, he's pretty good in that. When people dance like that and it's a lot of shuffling, I get nervous for Caucasian That's people. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like that. No. I, I, I would say I would say the 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 piano scene in Big has a little bit more rhythm than, than he did in that movie. <laughs> Penny Marshall has more rhythm than he does. That's fair. You sort of dance like Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. I'm a little bit more. Well, first of all, it's very hips and ass for you. <laughs> I make friends easily, is all I'll say. <laughs> what else? Oh, yeah. Are we watching? Oh, yeah. Have you seen any TV show in the past, whatever? Besides Days of Our Lives? No. And Big Brother? That's all I do. Oh, yeah. Big, Big Brother. Brother is on. Yeah. Oh, that is why I have not watched anything, by the way. Big Brother is on constantly. I also forget that, by the way, Big Brother really replaces Drag Race for us. It yeah. becomes the all consuming reality show. We take it and, like, it's all you're talking about with people and you meet up with your friends to watch it and stuff. Let me tell you something. Sari Fields, her son, Jared, sucks. He has, like, He's fallen a loser. off. When he, when we were endeared to him because uh, Siri, who is a, you know, survivor legend, now playing on Big Brother, and immediately capable of playing this game, like really operating well, making the right alliances, telling her son when to shut the fuck up. And yeah. the, her son is in the house, and most of the house doesn't know that they're related. Yeah. Um, yes, and now he had a very uh, uh, sexual moment with a uh, another cast member named Blue, who another disappointment this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, go through the reasons he blows well, currently. they had sex... Which is whatever. Yeah. But he, leading up to that, he kept asking her about her body count, which is a thing that straight men do, apparently. Mm. And it does not involve people you've murdered. No. no. I I don't like... Words Mine's like, three. Words like, words like body count, it's very... <laughs> I don't mean to say this glibly, but like insult world. I hate hearing about shit yeah. like that. Yeah. So asking about that, and uh, he also said the R word... In the oh, house. Oh, God. Oh, right. <sighs> My favorite word, actually. Ugh. Raconteur. <laughs> <laughs> Remember the raconteurs? Oh, first of all, the band. Yes. Second of all, in like 2010, when like every celebrity actor joined Twitter, the fifth thing in their profile would be raconteur. And it's like, Jane Lynch, tell me one time you told me a story. Tell me one time. Like a fancy word for it. I'm on the television. Yeah. Yeah, he said, you know. The R-word slur. and Which is interesting because we had a cast member already eliminated for muttering a racial slur, the main mm-hmm. racial slur. Yeah. And uh, now uh, there's questions about what should be done about saying this word. I would say they're not comparable and he should just apologize. But. Yeah. 
because because one of them you know is an insult for me and the other one is just what i am <laughs> we'll let the viewers decide <laughs> <laughs> left it up to <laughs> choose your own adventure yes jesus christ how about you tell me it's important it's important you to decide. cancel yourselves sometime before you speak um but yeah no i mean like i will say big brother is this weird show where like sometimes the season just straight up doesn't matter and then other times like an alchemy occurs where more people get involved and you have to watch and you're impressed by the gameplay and i think there's enough going on that this is one of the more solid seasons other than series sun sucking and cameron who is creepy as hell and obsessed with america mm. another Not, cast member america the country, <laughs> yes, the, the country yeah. and also america the cast member yeah it's giving shades of BB-16, where Caleb was obsessed with Amber. Right. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, and she wasn't sucked. in the hair, and yeah. the, the, she essentially just got voted out because of that. Right. There should be a definitive, like, BuzzFeed-type list of Big Brother cast members who suck, though. Because mm-hmm. you, you, it's so... I ins- ranked them once upon a time for BuzzFeed. All the cast members? I did. Wow. A long time ago. Let me That I would this. wish for something and that you had actually done it is... Simply horrifying. Okay, so this was 2015. Okay. And this was through season 16. And I put Danielle Reyes from season three as the best player. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Because she should have won. Mm-hmm. And that, wait, is that June season? No. No. Yes. That's that's season four. The, June is season four. Yeah, right, right. Yes. Danielle Reyes played in season three and All-Stars. She plays second in season three because... That was in the era where they used to show people yes. their diary room confessionals, and they knew that she was playing them all the whole time. Right. So unfa- and they were she upset was, about it. The, the production treated her unfairly. Yes. yes. After that, I had put Dan Giesling. Oh, right. Dr. Will. Yeah, these are classics. Janelle. Of the game. Mm-hmm. Janelle and then Daniel Donato. Yeah. Dan- yes. Daniel Donato, who I've hung out with two times. Lovely. Yeah. Loved her. So yeah. much fun. Her father, demonic. The worst. Yeah, demonic. Yes. Never want him spoken of again. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like Mr. Mixelflake. <laughs> oh, God. That's, That's a, a Superman reference. Yeah, I, I needed to not ask about that. <laughs> um, he's Marvel. Okay, okay. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure, yes. Brandon Routh, uh, fellow University of Iowa alum. What um, I would love to know. Remember the show Partners with Michael Urie? Yeah. He was on that. Mm-hmm. And so was NeNe Leakes. No, she was on The New Normal. The new there normal. were two gay shows at one time. Yeah. Yeah. Let me stop that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. That's what we're watching. <laughs> Any other recommendations? Can you believe we host this show? They got to stop us. <laughs> we will be right back with our favorite segment of the episode, Keep It. And we are back with our favorite segment of the episode. It's Keep It. Lewis, yes. I'm going to let you go first. Oh, my God. One of the nicest things you've ever done or said. Uh, my Keep It this week is going to be brief. And it is in keeping with, I think, my past four Keep It's or something. Keep it to the phrase spooky season. Motherfuckers, oh, I do not want you to say spooky <laughs> season to me. What does that mean? It's spooky just, season. Yeah, see? Spooky I'm, season. I'm getting mad. <laughs> From like September 1st to October 31st, we've adopted this phrase for, I guess, the anticipation for Halloween. 
number one, I just don't anticipate Halloween that much. I find it more stressful. The, the preparation for it, I find stressful. And I just want to say about the Renaissance tour, well, too. How is it stressful? You have three Halloween costumes. That's that what you, I mean. That you cycle through every year. That's what I mean. Like, I You're going to be avoid, Christopher Robin this year? I avoid the rush. Or a baseball player this year? Or a Street Fighter character. That's it. <laughs> Those are my three. I just want to say, first of all, uh, so I find getting ready for Halloween stressful. I have to say, getting looking at the costumes for Renaissance Tour, I know people sort of like ragged on certain people for looking cheap or whatever. For the most part, people fucking brought it to that tour. Yeah. I mean, not only did you have to have a look, you basically had to have an outfit concept. Yeah. It wasn't just, oh, I'm putting on like a good looking dress. Like people had like, anyway, I just think. That was a, a a bold undertaking for the entire world to get into the Renaissance tour and look amazing. So Thank congrats you. to them. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh yeah, you did go, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. All right. I hate when I accidentally compliment <laughs> you. But anyway, yeah. Spooky season, it's just it reeks of immaturity. It reeks of it's too cute. It's too cloying. Um, and also let's just confine Halloween to October. And also, by the way, September is a summer month. It, it is. still is summer here. It is. We, you walk outside, it is summer. You would not know it from every person on Instagram doing their last of summer yeah. grid post. Baby, summer September 21st. Yes, please. Earth, wind, and fire. That's, that's why they said, do you remember? Because the girls don't remember. <laughs> They've been saying it for years, but they don't know. It's a, it, Turn it, was, it, on. it was the first song about long COVID. <laughs> like, the girls don't remember what's going on with September. Um, uh, speaking of that, by the way, did you know that in that song, September, which goes, mm. body uh, said that you remember, body uh, yeah. dancing in September, they had always intended to put words there, like body mm. uh, but it sounded so good, they just let it go. So anyway, it's like you're listening to a rough draft of a song that they just stuck with. Mm, mm. An Ava Max song. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Earth, Wind & Fire, they are on Victoria Monet's new album. And when we were talking about new music, I neglected to bring up Jaguar, at a, Jaguar 2, her new album. Fucking amazing. Oh, I great. I love the song On My Mama. All Right is a great song. She's just she's a good singer. Also, Earth, Wind & Fire. Good singer, good performer. Them. Yeah. Young singer. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting into the Aretha compliments now. All right. Earth, Wind & Fire get around. They've been on a Megan Trainor album. Oh, have they? Her Christmas song called Holiday. It's actually really fucking good. Oh. No, it's like for a while Iggy Pop would be on everybody's yeah. album. Like they, she, he'd work with Kesha and he'd work with Kylie Minogue and yeah. just whatever. I think that song is on my Spotify playlist. Megan Trainor has a couple bops. And I think there are only two songs on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, no, I was just thinking about, oh, did I bring up Bonnie McKee recently? She has a new song called Hot City. Bonnie mm. McKee is the songwriter who, um, Red Hair Girl, and she wrote lots of Katy Perry songs. She wrote Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. She's sort of like uh, uh, this generation's Cara Diaguardi or something. Not but she, Dynamite by Tayo Cruz. Yes, but like hits, right? Um, not my jam, but somebody's. Uh, she has come back. She had great songs years ago, like American Girl. She had an EP uh, with lots of great songs like Wasted Youth and Easy. She has a new song called Hot City that I fucking love. It's like if classic Katy Perry were back. That's what it's like. I've been to her home twice. She's never been there. <laughs> she Good home? She lets Great home. Yeah. She's, people who are friends of her throw parties there and she's not there. I feel like she was friends with Sam Lansky and I would yeah. see him see her through him sometimes. I'm like, why love am Bonnie I McKee? at Bonnie McKee's house and she's not here? What's going on? Yeah. Weird. Bonnie also, McKee, I've been in your home. <laughs> <laughs> you were in my home. You touched my child. 
Uh, anyway, that's me and spooky season and how I don't like it. Okay. Uh, Ira, you have a very complicated keep it, it seems. I do. Let's hear it. I'm going to give you the connection now. Okay. Of Crooked Media, Media, Barack Obama. Yeah. Pharrell. Yeah. And Hitler. Happy things. (laughs) In my keep it. Which I just discovered recently because I was... Looking up Madonna and her hard candy era. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you remember the Sticky and Sweet tour. Yes. Where she does the jump roping and stuff. Yeah. Yes. And then you remember her song, Give It To Me. Yes. Where she has the get stupid, get mm-hmm. stupid. Anyway, during the Sticky and Sweet tour, the get stupid video caused controversy in the political world as it showed then Republican candidate John McCain alongside pictures of Hitler and Robert Mugabe. <laughs> Tucker Bounds, spokesperson for McCain, said that the comparisons are outrageous, unacceptable, and crudely divisive all at the same time. By contrast, another part of the video depicted then-Democratic candidate Barack Obama with pictures of John Lennon, Gandhi, and Al Gore. Tommy Vitor, spokesperson for Obama's camp, also spoke out against the video and deemed it outrageous and offensive with no place in the political process. What if I storm out of this office right now? Go into his fucking office in tears. I already texted him about it. Look, Tommy. Stay in your lane. It's unacceptable. I don't think even Madonna says the things. We'll be right back with more advertisements for Tommy John's. Fuck him. He was doing his job. Yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> I can picture him gulping and typing. <laughs> can you imagine Tommy saying that now, though? No. Well, but he, he would hear me in his ear. He was like, I don't want to hurt that spindly fag's feelings and get him on my case. Which reminds me, he can say fag to me. Go yeah. ahead, Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> he has. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, yeah. Says it, he says it about you all the time. <laughs> oh, that fag? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Love her. Yeah. Wow. Keep it to Tommy Vitor. Yeah. Wow. And his work at the White House. Yeah. Vintage Tommy Vitor, though. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Also... The White House does things to you, you, okay? You also forget that, like, something like that from a Madonna tour would actually make headlines. And like, be she, controversial. She work it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is really funny. Now who would give a fuck? No, exactly. Well, uh, excuse me. Remember when she had the rebel art uh, artwork and then used the strings on, like, Martin Luther King and stuff? Yeah. That was among the most idiotic <laughs> things she's ever done. Martin Luther King was a rebel heart. Yeah. <laughs> I picture Coretta Scott King just responding, uh. <laughs> She was like, actually? <laughs> Don't. You <laughs> preferred Lucky Star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Martin liked her old shit, of course. Yeah. Wow. You know, if he hadn't been shot. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh-huh. Do you think he would have been at the Renaissance tour? Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Is that offensive to say? Yeah. Martin twerking in the box with <laughs> Jeff Bezos? Martin twerking king. Yeah. 
<laughs> what is wrong with this podcast? Can you go back to New York? <laughs> there was actually it's safer there, when you're there. <laughs> that's actually the dead zone. Yeah. You know, <laughs> someone yeah. saw Martin Luther King yeah. with Jeff Bezos twerking yeah. at the Renaissance tour, and they said, I got to shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense now. Yeah. Tommy's going to blow up my phone tomorrow. Yeah, right. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> I haven't seen her in a minute. Oh, I did an epi- extra episode of uh, 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 Crooked Stuff for whatever, the Patreon or however they make money here. And that was... <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> you are talking about peanuts. Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, yes, I was. Yeah, yes. Snoopy. And I was uh, scolded for, for not being supportive of Marcy in her... There's a new Peanuts uh, special about Marcy. Guys, I don't want to see Marcy up to anything. Is she the dirty one? No. Oh, that's Linus. No. She's, the, she's the one who looks... Almost dirty. She, glasses? <laughs> yes. She wears glasses. She's yeah. Peppermint Patty's little friend who's always like, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is a pretty good, pretty good bit, I do have to say. Yeah. Uh, non-binary icon. Right. Mercy. Pro- potentially, Pro- yes. Pro- potentially, yeah. 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 They're working it, yes. I haven't thought about Peanuts in a minute. Peanuts is still around. I we know. We're talking about Flintstones and Jetsons, but like Peanuts is still around. Peanuts is still relevant. Because they had a movie in the past 10 years, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. But no, you're right. Well, the idea of like a comic strip still being around. Like, no, do people know what Dick Tracy is anymore? Anyway. I read Mary Worth every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rhymes with orange, we speak your name. Let me tell you what she was up to last week. <laughs> Talking about one of her neighbor's business, which is what she's always doing. Mary Worth. Nosy bitch. Okay. We Gossipy need, bitch. We, okay. I'm going to go take my- Mary needs to know her worth. <laughs> I'm going to go read Doonesbury and get out of here. <laughs> That's our show. Thank you to Brittany Broski for being here. And next week, I will be back in New York. And the show will be hinged. That'll yeah. be nice. But coming soon, we're going to have some bonus episodes mm-hmm. of the show called Keep It Real, Keep It Reality. I actually don't know what I'm calling it yet. Mm. Let me know in the comments which one you like better. <laughs> and it'll be reality TV focused. Reality TV focused. Just some interviews with those folks. Some Bravo folks that I will do alone because Lewis would rather watch Room. I, I That's right. <laughs> you know I only watch Bravo when it's operas. The original recipe of Bravo. But some other reality TV people that then you will be involved in. Sure. Yeah. And um, we got to launch... A bonus one for you. Just, you know, you wandering around cemeteries talking about <laughs> dead white women's <laughs> gravestones. Here's where Carol Lombard lies. <laughs> we love her. Next, Clark Gable. Yes. Uh, and Jess Glenn. Yes. Right. <laughs> Jess Glenn. Yes, of course. <laughs> Famously dead. Yes. Yeah. What happened to her? I killed her. Oh. My body counts four now. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Keep It is a Crooked Media production. Our senior producer is Kendra James. Our producer is Chris Lord. And our associate producer is Malcolm Whitfield. Our executive producers are Ira Madison III and Louis Vertel. This episode was recorded and mixed by Evan Sutton. Thank you to our digital team, Megan Patzel and Rachel Gajewski, and to Matt DeGroot and David Tolls for production support every week. And as always, Keep It is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Since you enjoy listening to us, we would like to recommend a new podcast that you may like. 
Still Watching, from the award-winning television critics at Vanity Fair, takes you into the fabulous and fun world of And Just Like That. Join Vanity Fair's Richard Lawson, Hilary Busis, and Chris Murphy as they recap each episode of the iconic Sex and the City update. Whether you love it or hate it, each Thursday, Still Watching will feature a lively discussion of And Just Like That, plus interviews with the stars of the show. Make sure you're following Still Watching, available now wherever you get your podcasts. I love Chris Murphy, close friend in New York, mm. and we love Richard Lawson Fucking as well. love Richard Lawson. Hillary, I don't know you, girl, but yeah. I think you're great. <laughs> We're going to be friends. That's my threat. Yeah. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.